0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling
0: and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists
1: to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
1: This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 4 of No Credentials Required. I'm Ryan McCarthy, one of your hosts. Our podcast, as always, is... Powered by Belly Up Sports and with me now, what I believe is the next sensei at Cobra Kai Dojo, Clinton Park, New York expansion, Corey Mansfield. Corey, how are we doing tonight?
0: (laughs) Strike hard, that's all i got to (laughs) say. No mercy, no
1: mercy. (laughs) No mercy, strike hard and strike first. All right. So that's going to be one of our topics in this week's episode. We've got a a busy night tonight, uh, talking about uh, all the things that happened this week in sports uh, between protests and Stanley Cup playoffs and we're going to talk a little Cobra Kai and we'll do a follow-up to last week's episode when we talk some uh, we talk some sports cards. So let's dig into it. We'll go into the big topic this week in professional sports. That were the protests where we had NHL games, NBA games, but the playoffs were postponed for a couple days along with a couple of uh, Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer games that were protesting the, with the, uh, the uh, shooting in Wisconsin. And Corey, what... You know, I'm. I've got my views on it. I've, I've, have I've said some, some, my piece on a couple of podcasts already. Between uh, my my the episode of What's Up Belly Up this week and uh, my streaming show on Fridays uh, for uh, around for the weekend, I've I've said a little bit of my piece. But Corey, what, what's your what's your view on what's going on in the world and how sports is becoming kind of a uh, a conduit for social change?
0: Well, first of all, I think a lot of people. I've talked to you are frustrated with the protests of uh, and um, of the athletes boycotting games and not playing. I think for most people, we have a pandemic going on. We have rioting going on. We have protesting going on. We were very um, divided country right now. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. when they turn the sports, it's a release from all those problems. Yep. They turn the TV on. They want to see a baseball game. They want to see a hockey game. they want to see a basketball game. And, you know, if if you watch the NBA, which I don't watch a lot of NBA just because I'm not, really not into it that much anymore, mm-hmm. but right on the court, it says Black Lives Matter. So as soon as you turn the game on, it's right there in your face. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of fans, regardless of like basketball, regardless of where they are on the political spectrum, that's very offsetting because mm-hmm. it's like the NBA is throwing it in your face saying, this is what we believe and we want to push it on you. So... For most people, it's a release from the everyday rigors of this pandemic. And I think the, the one that really tipped it off for me, and I'm a huge Met fan. I've been a Met fan my whole life, is when people turned on that game that day, mm-hmm. like there was going to be a game. The players walked out, they were on the field for 42 seconds, and then they walked off the field. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, I get it, but at the same time, like, you for most people you're going to watch a game. You schedule out that block of time and people to watch a game. And People might say, "Well, that's selfish to think, you know. Well, your time, you know, is you can you can, you know, go do whatever now because you can't watch a game. Oh, boo-hoo for you. This is a message for, you know, racial injustice and everything." But I get it, but you're bringing it on the field now. I understand that they want to make political statements. I get that. I'm fine with that. Make as many statements as you want off the field, off the ice, off the court. That's where you're going to make the most impact. What you're doing on the field, when you're doing this on the court, on the field, on the ice, is you're alienating the fans. And I'll tell you what, Ryan, if there were fans in the stands, they wouldn't be doing this. If they had to sell tickets, they wouldn't be doing this. And if they tell you they were, and the other thing is too, Ryan, think about this, okay? Major League Baseball has a new uniform sponsor. Do you know who that is? Nike. Nike. That should tell you everything you need to know. Nike is in the – you know they're in the ear of Major League Baseball, pushing an agenda. Regardless if it's good or bad, they're doing it. And I just felt, as a baseball fan, as a Met fan, what they did the other day, I thought was to the fan – it was disrespectful. I think, and that's how I feel.
1: No, it, it's funny because I was listening to, I believe, actually, it was this morning. I was listening. I don't know if you listened to Clay Travis in the mornings at all. Uh, okay, so he had on Jason Whitlock, formerly of ESPN. Uh, there, he's now with uh, Outkick, uh, outkick.com. and he mentioned this, He mentioned pretty much this, this the same vein as you that if this was, if if this was a game in February before all this pandemic stuff went down, that there was an incident, and not a lot was known about it, like with the with the uh, uh, with the with the uh, shooting in in Wisconsin. And if the players had decided, if if they were if they were in Orlando or Milwaukee, and the Bucks said, "We're not going to play. We're going to protest this game in the name of social change," and they don't make the court, and Orlando decide, and the Magic decide, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to play either. We're going to protest as well. Yeah, Jason Woodlock said the same thing that fans would rightfully boo them because they you got kid you got parents bring their kids to their games, these games and they pay top dollar to bring their kids to this game. You know, it's 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 a. I understand it's your first amendment right. You have the right. You have that right to do that. But at the same time, if you're paying all this money towards, you know, towards towards uh attending a a, a basketball game and. They all of a sudden say I'm not going to play. Yeah, I would be under. I would be, I'd be pissed too. Out of
0: the out of the four leagues that we're talking about, you're talking about the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, and MLS. I thought the NHL handled it the best. I think that they got their message out there, and they didn't overwhelm you with it. Hey, we're for, you know, we're for justice. We're for racial equality. But we're not going to go overboard for it. This is how we stand. And that's how I, I think they felt. They got right. When you watch the broadcast, they mention a little bit during when they're at the sports desk and they're talking about the you know the lead up to the games and everything. Mm-hmm. A little bit. They don't carry over into the games. And I think some of the announcers, like I was watching the Islanders game last night, John forsland he did a great job of trying to make it like... You know, you're obviously watching a game, you know, a playoff game, but like that nothing is going on in the world. He takes you away from that. Right. Where if you watch some other things they're talking about, you know, like when you're watching the, the TV spots for NBA on ESPN or a, or ABC, the, 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 the TV spots are, oh, we're on the court for racial uh, equality and this and that. It's not, oh, it's so-and-so matched up against so-and-so. It's like, okay, as a fan – as frust- if you're frustrated with hearing all this stuff on the news, on social media and everything, and then you're like, oh man, you know I'm a big fan of this team, and then all of a sudden you see that in your face, it's gonna annoy you. It might not upset you, but it's gonna annoy you. It's like, huh, really? Let's get back to the game. Let's get back to putting the basket in the net. And, I, and like I said, I don't have a problem with people protesting, people doing what they, just do it, but do it off the court. Do it on your time. How many of these players do you think have donated money to you know mental health organizations because if you really think about it racism is a
1: mental health disease not many of them and yeah, i'm not going to get out of- yeah Go i ahead. i i've said it and i've said it in private conversations i've said it i said it on the on my friday show i said you know racism is a matter of what's in your heart it's it's not it's a heart issue it's not i mean you, you say it's a mental you you there's arguments to that being a mental health issue, yes, but I, I find it to be, you know, as someone who is of uh, of uh, who's a whose faith, who's has a has a bit of a faith base, that it's it's a, it ultimately comes down to a heart issue because I believe that heart, racism is an affront to God because God created us all, man us in different shades, <laughs> but it, it's an affront to 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 God and man when you're discriminating based. Uh, to another person based on the person's color, so so yeah, I mean I'm I'm all for protesting. I'm all for because it's your it's your right. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, Corey, it's it's sports is an escape from the nonsense that's going on in the world. And you you know I, to a certain point, I do agree that yeah you got you want to get away from that stuff. I mean, if the player brings it up, he's going to bring it up. Uh, it's his right. So so it's it's just interesting to see a lot of things going on in the world and yes like you said there's a pandemic going on people still protest in the in the face of this pandemic um, but yeah it, a, there's lots of big things going on so um, you know what did you th- i mean when you saw you know major league baseball protesting or not protesting like teams protesting like, like the night I recorded uh, with uh, Mike and Zach on what's up belly up NBA had had postponed all their games. The NHL was still playing, and a lot of journalists gave them flack for that. Do you, do you think that they that journalists, a lot of the journalists, uh, hockey media, were they right to do that talk? Call it the NHL. I'm not sure if you here's, saw that or not. Here's the thing about these guys
0: and criticizing these guys for not protesting. Law. I mean, the NHL did take a two day. I think I believe it was a, a one or two day. Uh, where they just didn't was, play. They it was two
1: days, Thursday and Friday. They yeah. played no games.
0: So think about this from an aspect of these players. Okay, they're in a bubble. They're away from their families. We're already seeing stories online when these players go home to their families. There's tears. There's happiness. These guys don't want to be in this bubble any longer than they have to. And because of this, either they're they're gonna you know be in the bubble longer or the scheduling conflicts made the Islanders and the Flyers play back-to-back games the other day. Now that's for most teams that could be dangerous. These guys you know aren't yeah. really conditioned as much to play back-to-back days. They kind of you know I mean they can do it, but you're out there risking more injury. So for the NHL to play, hey that's their decision um, they did take a stance on social you know and the other thing that really kind of I was I was when I was watching the Islanders broadcast last night, Anson Carter, who I, I, I like, I think he's a great guy uh, as far as doing the um, the analyzing the games and everything. Yep. He was with pa- Patrick Sharp mm-hmm. and uh, Call Me Q, and they were talking about all the stuff the NHL is going to do. I want to see if this actually comes to fruition, um, if they actually are going to do something with, with, with racial equality in the sport, or if it's just, you know, it, it's just lip service to try to get people off their back. Because we all know, let's be real here. Hockey is the least diverse sport in the world. All right, and True. you know, and and for them to have an opportunity to bring fans in and try to get on their good side and say, hey, by the way, um, we're we're for racial equality. Is it going to bring people in? Is it not? But I think they did do it the right way. Otherwise, they didn't really hammer you over the head with it and say, "Hey, this is what we wanted. This is what our stance is." NBA put it right out there. I mean, you turn, like I said, you turn the game on. Black Lives Matter is on the court, and the way it's on the court
1: is so when you're watching TV, it's you're watching that the
0: whole game,
1: mm-hmm. now- and. Now, coming back to what you said about all these these leagues coming out and saying, you know, and saying that we're going to, you know, if they're, you know, when we don't know whether or not they're playing lift service, do you think a lot of that has to do with the corporate sponsors they have? Do you think Absolutely. they're they're putting pressure on on these leagues to say something?
0: Absolutely. You look at the uniform uniform provider for the NBA, or for the NHL. It's Adidas. Adidas has been known for this. Mm-hmm. You look at it, Major League Baseball. It's Nike. You got to remember these guys have got to sell shoes. They got to sell sell jerseys. They got to sell apparel. And that, that's, they, you know, it's like me, okay? Regardless of how my political stances are, mm-hmm. I still have Nike sneakers out in, the, in, my, in my closet. I still do. The, the everyday person is still going to buy Nike products. You're still going to buy Adidas products. So, but what they're doing is they're like, okay, we want to get the other people who maybe won't. The people, you know... It's just it's, – it's a corporate thing. And you look at – I forgot what team it was or what, what what team it was or what league it was. It might have been a team who was getting corporate sponsors pulled for them for what they – for them protesting. I forgot who it was. It was just on the news the other day.
1: Hmm. Oh, but, Dallas. It was the Dallas Stars. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the Dallas yeah. Stars. Yeah, I, I mean I, I can't – well – I, I can't remember the last time I wore a pair of Nike sneakers or Adidas sneakers. I'm not sure if I've ever <laughs> worn a pair of. Adi- Actually, no. I, I have a pair of Adidas cleats, but I haven't worn them in a long time, and I I probably they're probably I probably donated them a while ago. But I, I can't tell you the last time I bought a pair of Nike sneakers because I because I have bigger feet. I know TMI. Mm-hmm. I got bigger, feet, I got wider feet, and you know, there's not a lot there's not a lot of uh, uh, Nike sneakers out there who are. Who that who have a wider size, but I, but yeah, like like you said, they're they're the dominant brands in, in the sportswear market. Uh, they're gonna have they're probably gonna put the most pressure on uh, for these changes. And I'm I'm curious to see what the follow up is with these leagues and how they're gonna where they're gonna donate where they're gonna donate their money to, and what kind of programs are gonna donate their 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 money to. So so that lip service that you mentioned, Corey, isn't. Isn't just lip service; it's actually action. So, all right. So we're gonna move on from Ryan. Did you yep. did you get a ch- good good
0: did Did you get a chance to watch the uh uh the documentary? What was it called? This um the Michael Jordan doc- the Bulls documentary, Last Dance, the, uh, the Last Dance. Yep. There's actually a great part of that where they talk about Michael Jordan. And why he wasn't political? Why he didn't get involved in politics? And there was a at the time a black congressman that was running for Congress.
1: He was running for and, Senate against uh, Jesse Helms. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. He said, and they said that um, everybody was criticizing Michael Jordan for not campaigning for him. And I think he said they said he made a donation to him at some point. But I think that's what makes these some of these athletes so.
1: Well there, you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: I wouldn't say so great, but so um, maybe maybe the word is great is that sometimes that they they will will protest, but they'll do it in their own way. And they don't put it in your face. And and right. you think about like Michael Jordan, like what was the big thing when you you know, we were younger? You know, the Gatorade commercial, if I could be like Mike, you know, yep, and and they, you know, it was, you know, he wasn't, you know, this controversial figure. I don't think we're ever going to see, even though it be like Mike, you know, I don't think we're going to ever see. I want to be like LeBron, but like, like they're ever going to do a commercial like that. He's too controversial. And I think he's really at the head of a lot of this. And I think he really has a tendency to
1: aggravate people with how he goes about stuff. I'm I'm more aggravated at him switching teams every three to four years. <laughs> not staying in one place and being a hero in one place. Like you don't that, that's just I, I consider him a mercenary more than anything, but but that's for a different reason, not just for political stuff political reasons, but for, for just for just because I just I think he's a mercenary and he just goes where he's a fair weather guy. he'll go, he'll go where the water's warm. Or showboating when he has his own show about where he's going to sign, or trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but that's an that's an entirely different podcast. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to our next topic, which is going to be the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now that they're back in action, the conference semifinals are. I'm I'm feeling that they're they've been a little bit anticlimactic. The, these the the four series that were that we're currently watching. In the semifinals, they're all 3-1 leads. I know you're excited, Corey, because your New York Islanders are 3-1 up on Philadelphia. Now, we've seen in the past where 3-1 leads can vanish in the th- in, in the thick of an eye. Uh, do you think that any of these series has the potential to have that turnaround where you see a team come back from, from 3-1 down and they and they win the series outright, outright
0: 4-3? I mean... I don't I don't think so. I you know, I think what plays into it too, and I don't want to say players are giving up, but at this point a lot of these teams are these players are drained mm-hmm. physically, mentally. And even though they're gonna go out there and give their hundred percent, and I'm not saying any teams aren't gonna give their hundred percent, but sometime in the back of your mind it, it you have a letdown and you know, you're not with your family, you don't you know, you're away, you know, you might be across country and from your family and you're down 3-1 in a series. You can either go two ways with it. You can say, hey, we're going to fight back here and, and come back and make a historic comeback. Or, hey, you know what? In the back of your mind, you're saying it's over with and we're going to pack it in. Let's go golfing, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm looking at the series right now and you know, the I really can't see one. I think that the Golden Knights have something to prove. You know, a couple years ago, make the Stanley Cup. They didn't win it. I think they want to get back there. I think they're going to... They're going to finish off that series. Mm-hmm. Um, the team, the only team I could really see coming back would be the Avalanche, just yeah. because they're so explosive. I agree. And they almost came back and tied that game last night. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think they're so explosive at the end of all these these series. That's the one that I think that the Avalanche could come back and win that. Um, they just have such a great offense, They, you know, and...
1: Yeah. So being, th- yeah. You, like you said, they do have a great offense. I mean, they, they scored seven goals in two straight games against Arizona in their last series. So I, I definitely agree that, that, that Colorado has the opportunity to come back and win that series. Uh, Vegas, that series, I think is, I think they, I think they, they wrap it up tomorrow night. Um, I think Islanders and Flyers goes to six. Uh, mm. that, that I could be wrong. Um, But again, by the time this podcast gets released, the Islanders could already be (laughs) Islanders could already be moving on. So, and as we as we record, the Bruins are playing the Lightning, and uh, it's early in that game. So, um, I kind of biffed on that. I kind of whiffed on the uh, Boston pick. I thought Boston was going to move on to the next round, but you know that could go seven games too if if they get the right bounces and uh, things things happen right. But the, the guy who's making a big difference in that series is an ex new jersey devil by the name of blake coleman aka yep. pickles so uh because he used to because i don't know if you know about this story he used to drink pickle juice in the locker room during uh, uh during intermissions to keep his energy level up to keep his electrolyte levels up and Jeez. uh yeah yeah you know, t- he's a texas guy I, he, he's uh he played in albany so uh so yeah he's a he's big he's making a big difference with the lightning right now and i'm I'm happy for him. And plus the devils are getting a first round pick out of it. So (laughs) the farther they go in the playoffs, the the better, the chances that their first round pick is going to go lower, but that's okay. They got three, they got three first round picks coming in the next draft, which I'm kind of happy about. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we both, we, I think we're both of the consensus that Vegas is going to wrap up their series. Colorado could come back, uh, do you think Tampa w- wraps it up tonight, or they they are they just boston gonna stretch out the stretch it out to a sixth game?
0: I think I think it's over with tonight. I think yeah. Vasilevsky he's going to be on point. I think that team's just so talented um, that they're gonna and, and you know what if 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 it is the Tampa Bay and I and I I'm pretty positive it's going to be the Islanders. I mean that's setting up for a very intriguing series because you're going to have one of the best offenses in the league against and, and what, against one of the probably the best defense in the NHL. But right now you had the Flyers and the Islanders and then the Islanders before that they were playing the Capitals. So mm-hmm. every offensive juggernaut, the Islanders have been able to, they've been able to stymie all these offensive juggernauts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I, I want to see that. And I think the, and last, I don't know if you watched any of the Islanders game last night, but no, I was watching Cobra Kai. But yeah, well, oh we'll, okay. but uh, yeah, go, go ahead. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just the Islanders made a lot of mistakes early. They turned the puck over a lot, very uncharacteristic of what their system is, mm-hmm. and they were able to just get back to their game and they kept the you know stayed the course, stayed the course, stayed the course, and they just they really frustrated the Flyers. And if you at the end of that game when the Islanders won. The, you they, they had the cameras on the flyers and they look like they were just done mm-hmm. they were cooked because the Islanders have they, they haven't allowed their stars to do anything they they you know if you really think about it if Phil Myers doesn't score that goal in game two this series is over mm-hmm. you know the Islanders came back from down was three nothing in that that game. Tied it up It went to overtime He scores That's their only win In this series Other than that The Islanders have pretty much Dominated the whole series Hmm. And you know And and that's I just want to see You know I I honestly Going forward I think it's going to be The Islanders Lightning I think The Golden Knights And I want I want to see The Avalanche I really desperately do Because I think They're so talented And they're so young That you want to see them But I think You know It's just such a hole For them For them to come back from um, I mean, if they had some more veterans on that team, I think they'd be, you know, they could make a comeback. But they're still relatively young, so I think the Stars are going to win that. So. Yeah,
1: from from what I'm reading on the uh, on the NHL.com website, uh, Grubauer's out. Grubauer got, Grubauer got injured, and uh, in, and in, let's see, he's he's still injured. He's not going to play tonight. Uh, so it it could be it could very well be that Dallas moves on tomorrow night or tonight. Again, it's Monday. Uh, Vegas moves on tomorrow. Islanders move on tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I, I think. Do you think i am seeing a lot of people root for rooting for Tampa and Vegas to meet in the Stanley Cup final? don't know if you I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I mean I would like to see cuz I know you're for your, you being an Islanders fan and me just being living in New York, it would be fun to see the Islanders play uh play in the, as the east representative for the Stanley Cup final.
0: You see the Islanders haven't been relevant in almost, you know, 30 years. Almost
1: 40 years at this point, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look back, 1993, they upset the uh, Penguins in the uh, in, in the playoffs. That was when was Darius so happy. <laughs> That's when Darius Kasparaitis just was was shadowing Mario Lemieux and just and just would hit him every time he got the puck. Yeah, and um, so they haven't been relevant, and they have such a great history. Think about a team. This is an expansion team. I think they were started in 1972. Yeah. <laughs> Eight years later, they're, they're, they won a Stanley Cup, yep. and they were and they were good even before that. This is an organization that could have won six or seven Stanley Cups consecutively. Really, if you think about it, if they didn't run into that buzzsaw, which was the Edmonton Oilers right. later in their run. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they haven't been relevant, and suddenly they're relevant again. I mean, this is the furthest they've gone in the playoffs since 1993, and that for them, that's huge. And and you know, going when I used to go to the games at Nassau Coliseum, it was always the drive for five, the drive for five. When are we going to get that fifth Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. And this is a, a fan base that's craving to go deep. They want it, and it, people are overlooking this. This is a, a a good a good story. A team that won four consecutive Stanley Cups almost forty years ago I haven't been back, and suddenly they're they're. They're one of the best teams, and they're a surprise team. They're a six seed, and they're playing the one seed. And They have a three one lead in the series. Mm. So this is a good story, and they were on NBC last night. So I don't know how many people watched that, but hopefully people recognize this
1: Islanders team is a good team. Yeah, I'm I'm looking I'm hoping to see that I'm I'm really hoping secretly now that uh, you know I'm changing my mind every three seconds now with this, but I'm kind of hoping that these series move on and they all conclude. Tonight or tomorrow night, so we can see these teams. I, I would like to watch some more hockey myself. I mean, I'm a, right now. I'm on. A, I'm on staycation, Corey. So I got this full, whole week off from work. Um, I'm. I've got some things checked off my list so far. I, I want to try to get some more things done. So hopefully, hockey watching hockey will be one of those things that's on my list to be added uh, in concurrent with uh, in concurrence with uh, you know finishing Cobra Kai, which I did today, and uh, visiting a new brewery and. Let's see, reading a book. Reading completing a book. I'm on <laughs> it's not I can it's not an academic book. <laughs> I'm on staycation next week, so I don't know
0: what I'm gonna do.
1: Uh, Probably not any of that. No, nah, it's too bad. What well, what's what next school starts next week, supposedly, right? Well, the kids. I have to take off because the kids. The school
0: district moved the kids back a week, so my wife's like, "Can you take a week off early?" I said, "Yes." <laughs> so it's probably going to be taking the kids in McDonald's. Hey, what do you want? I'll get this. Da, 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 you know, and then uh, yeah. probably gonna, you know, I don't know how many times I can watch Prices Right or let's make a deal throughout the day. <laughs> so I'd. But it, it, you know, it's good that you take a break every once in a while. So.
1: My my go-to for for anything that I want to watch is is YouTube. I just plug, I just put an old game on, and I'll just watch. I'll just watch that As just some, some just some noise while I'm cleaning or I'm doing something else. That's my standby. Well, so.
0: earlier, in, well earlier in the when this pandemic started, MSG was showing the every the four game clinching games from the Islanders in the Stanley Cup run, and it was it was so interesting to watch because you know, you look at these games and you don't, you forget, I mean, I wasn't old enough to watch these as, a, you know, cause I was, had just been born when they won their first cup, mm-hmm. but you don't realize that Don Bupre was only 19 years old when he was playing in the Stanley cup for the North stars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Some of the, some of the ages, I mean, it's crazy to, to see a, a a lot of the, te- the stars we, we, we know of as w- when we grow up that were so kind of young back then. It was just, they're starting to get into their own. Um, so, you know, Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to basically the next thing we're going to move on to is some pop culture. And I got to finally watch uh, on Netflix this weekend, uh, yesterday and today, I finally got to watch Cobra Kai seasons one and two. And I I was a big fan of the Karate Kid series growing up, as were my brothers. Uh, I have two older brothers, so they were big into it. And I think one of my brothers was was uh, Daniel Russo for Halloween one year. So, so we're all big fans. And I finally got to watch the series. Corey, you watched it on YouTube beforehand, right? Yeah. Where have you been? Where have you been the two years? Uh, I've been cl- completing my degree. Thank you very much. That's uh, where I've okay. been. <laughs> <laughs> I have a legitimate excuse for not watching it until now. I, I, I just, uh, my. my
0: Facebook and I posted it on Facebook today. My Facebook feed has been blowing up with people saying, "Oh my God, Cobra guy is so great! It's such a wonderful series." And I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Where you been the last two years?" I remember watching. I had to get a subscription to YouTube Red to watch this mm-hmm. when it first came out, and it was a it's a free subscription, so you know you go on, you you, you get it, you watch it, you cancel it, type deal. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I as a kid and you're growing up and you're watching the karate kid and you just, you love it. And you're like, great. You remember everybody did, you get in a fight in the schoolyard. Everybody did the crane kick. I mean, that was the thing. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you get a fist in the face and it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, So when I watch this and the first thing that jumps out to you is Billy Zabka is so great as an older Johnny.
1: I agree. I agree. He did such an awesome job with this, with in in both both seasons. He he plays that character. A he plays that character so well. He's not as obviously you, you, these guys are a little bit old, a, a lot older, it's thirty plus years, thirty plus years into the future to to now time, and he's not as boisterous as he was as a teen. But he still had that 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 edge, that edge to him. And we get to see the background of how he got that edge, which is, which is great storytelling, I, I, in, in my opinion. But I, I, the one thing I loved about this series is, is the comebacks. It's the comebacks yeah. to when Daniel LaRusso got beat up and when uh, the, the, the Korean kick in the, in the tournament. And all those moments you saw in the old Karate Kid movie, in the first Karate Kid movie, it, it, it brought me back. It brought me back to me sitting in my living room with my brothers and my sister, and we're just we're eating popcorn and watching on Betamax. Of all, I mean, this is how old I am, <laughs> watching on Betamax this movie, and just being so enraptured as like as a as a as an eight nine year old kid about the story, about, about just of action and, and a little bit of romance. At the time, I didn't really understand, of course, because you're because you're eight nine years old, and yeah, it, it just it brings you back. It gives you a little bit of, this, of that nostalgia. You know, and, and it gives a... I mean, for people who haven't watched it yet,
0: it gives a huge backstory into what was going on. Like you said, they tell Johnny's backstory. Yeah. They tell... I mean, they do tell Daniels a little bit. We kind of knew what Daniels was, but it tells it a little bit more. Um, But for Johnny, it, it's really about redemption. Yeah. And... You know, like I, I when I first watched it, the whole thing with uh, the Coors beer is just great. I love it, <laughs> and and then you look at you know when he's you know the the whole thing with his it was his Trans Am. Uh, I mean,
1: <laughs> he, yeah, here's a, the Firebird. Is a Firebird? Yeah, the Firebird.
0: Bird, yeah, yeah. He, he stuck in he's stuck in the eighties. He doesn't know about social media. Yeah, that's the best and, part. And, and, <laughs> And, and, and sometimes that's how I feel. It's like, hey, like I, I, you know, I'm talking to younger, you know, I work with people that are, uh, you know, probably 10, 10, 15 years younger than me and they'll bring up some stuff and I'm like, what are they talking about? And I felt like that with this. And yeah. think about this, two of the most successful sh- franchises on Netflix are basically retro 80s shows. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. Stranger Things takes place in 1980s. Yep. And then Cobra, Ka- Cobra Kai is a nod to the 80s as far as, you know, but the okay. Like I said, it started on YouTube. So it took a while for somebody to pick it up. And Netflix picked it up. And now it's exploding again. And people are taking notice of that. It's kind of like... There's kind of, like I said, where you been? But there is already this feeling of the, the purest YouTubers who watched this when it first came out. And then the people on Netflix who are watching it now. And there's actually a great meme on the uh, Cobra Kai. I think it's their webpage where it says... It's a picture of Cobra Kai, uh, YouTube, Netflix, and in the middle it's Cobra Kai. And it's like people fighting. And it's just... It's it's really funny, but <laughs> it's great to see that people are embracing this because it is a great movie. Yeah. I mean you think about it, it, it I mean it gave us Banana Rama Cruel Summer. Yeah. Think about that.
1: Oh man. That it, it brought back all those songs too. It brought back golf and stuff. I did not Mini-go. imagine golf and stuff still being open. Thirty yep. some odd years later, and so, and they played that song, uh, "Young Hearts Beat Faster." Yeah, yeah, yep, young hearts beat yep. fast with the with the with the date between uh, LaRusso's kid and Miguel. Yep. I mean, that was that was a, a callback. That was I. I, yep. I just laughed, and I I I, I really do appreciate the, the give and take between uh Daniel, between Daniel and um, uh, oh God I can't and Johnny Johnny yeah. Especially in that one episode where, where after Johnny's car gets destroyed, rest in peace, the Firebird. Uh, he gets himself, and this is the this is I'm nitpicking here, but why didn't they have instead of a Dodge Challenger a Ford Mustang Shelby Cobra as Johnny's replacement car? Come on, I know. Think Cobra I know. Kai, I Shelby know. Shelby Cobra. Come on. So that's one. That's my one criticism. My one nitpicking thing about it, but but um, <laughs> I th- but that episode, funny, go ahead, good good
0: one, one of the funny one of the funny things about that is if you haven't watched it yet and if, and if people are listening they might not have but when you watch it and you see uh, Daniel and Johnny are at the bar and they're trying to reconcile oh my God and they're talking and they're just hanging out. That is and, that's they're, my and favorite they're creeping
1: scene. on Ali's Facebook.
0: <laughs> Facebook stalking her on her Facebook, <laughs> and they're like, and they're looking at it, and they're like, and I can't remember what the Schwarber, comment they made Schwarber. about. Schwarber. Her.
1: That's a stun, That's a lame like, name. <laughs> they,
0: they made about her husband, and they're like, but rumor has it, in season three, Chosen,
1: who was the villain in Karate Kid two. And Allie are sp- both going to be back. Yes, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking right now. It says Elizabeth Shue is return is going to be coming back in season three. She's going to be in season three. So I- I'm excited about that because, admittedly, I, you know, I, I'm a big Elizabeth Shue guy because she's a gorgeous and B, you know, Ryan. She's, she's Allie. Come on, Ryan. Yes. So here's my thing on Elizabeth
0: Shue. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here we go. I've, I've always, I've, I I've always I I Elizabeth Shue was good in some roles. Mm-hmm. She was not good in one role. You know where I'm going with this? Uh,
1: no, I don't. She was
0: the replacement Jennifer in Back to the Future. That's
1: right. She was the replacement Jennifer in Back to the Future in two and th- was, it, was it was she in two and three or just two? Two and three. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh, I forgot about that. She was so, like, you couldn't, it was like, oh my, she's terrible. She's terrible. I couldn't watch it. And every time those scenes come (laughs) on with her. You fast forward or you just close your ears? (laughs) I just I walk out of the room and I'm like is it over yet okay good come back in okay well I mean she was always good and you know adventures and babysitting and yeah obviously karate kid so she was pretty good
1: yeah I'm trying to see what she's been in recently um let's see nothing nothing really yeah (laughs) yeah oh she was in CSI for for three for four seasons uh the original one but as a as but mostly as a recurring uh character not so much as a as a Lead character But yeah Like the, the 80s Like Elizabeth Shue And Lee Thompson Were They were my jams They, are, they were my, Thompson they were my was definitely mine Yeah Leah
0: Thompson was mine Yep And one other thing About about Cobra Kai too Was um, Tommy They brought Tommy back Yes and he died they brought of all cancer. those
1: yeah, and, and it's what Yeah and, and he dies And he actually died A month ago I think it was That's very sad In real life Of yep.
0: cancer Yeah And uh, but they To be able to bring this cast back And to bring back Um uh, oh, Kreese. I forget his name. Yeah, but he brings create Yeah, but I forgot his name. It's in real life. Um, but uh, to bring these people back and to get them to re- reprise these roles 30 something years after is just unreal. I mean, for me to see these people, like you are always going to wonder, are you going to see Daniel's mother? And you see yep. Daniel's and, mother. And there's,
1: there's, there's Lucille. Yep.
0: Yep. And, and you see these people. So that's where like, how's Ali going to play into this? and, it's going to be interesting cuz there are they already showed some of the highlights in a trailer for um season 3 and basically it's uh Daniel goes to Japan. He's in the Miyagi Dojo in Japan. Oh, okay. Goes he goes back to Okinawa. And he, okay. And he and Chosen is there who the guy who he basically humiliated uh Sato's son, or, or Sato's nephew, sorry. Yep. Um and they're they in and, and, and like a lot of people speculated that they're not enemies in this. That they're allies because they're wearing their uh, what do you call it their um, their karate attire. It's not like they're the geese, yeah. They're not in like a they're not in like a street fight or something. So it'd be interesting when that comes out. Again, that's not going to be out for probably six or seven months.
1: I I think I thought that was coming out in December, but uh, Uh, but but coming back to it, yeah, John Crease is played by Martin Cove. Martin Cove,
0: yes. Martin Cove,
1: yep. Yep, so 2020 Season 3. Looking at IMDb right now. Doesn't say when. I, I thought it was supposed to come out in December or November, so. Um, but I'm excited for it. I, I watched. I binge watched pretty, pretty much all of Season 1 yesterday afternoon, and I went through all of Season 2 this afternoon, just so I could talk about it. And I'm going to, and Corey, we talked about this before we went on the, we, we, before we started recording. I'm going to start a campaign, uh, a a social media campaign for our show. And from my understanding, I I follow Ralph Macho on Twitter. He's a big New York Jets fan. Corey and I are both New York Jets fans. He's a huge, huge New York Islanders fan. And as we know in the show, Corey is our resident uh, New York Islanders fan. So what I'm trying to do, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to release this when we record. I'm going to start a campaign called Hashtag No Dojo Required. I want to get Ralph Macchio on our, on our podcast, and I want to talk about sports for a good half hour. I want to talk about Karate Kid. I want to talk about Cobra Kai. I, I also want to talk about some of his other movies that we don't really, we kind of forget he's in, like My Cousin Vinny and Crossroads when he plays a, a blues guitarist. Outsiders, outsiders. Yep. So it'll be a, a fun thing, a fun campaign we want to try to get together on, uh, called against the hashtag is No Dojo Required. We're going to campaign to see if Ralph Macchio will come on the podcast. Corey, what's your feeling on this? Are you? Would you be excited to have Ralph Macchio as 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 a, a member, a guest of our of our podcast? Could he get Elizabeth Shue on our program? I won't make that a condition, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but well, I, I, it's 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 something to ask, but um, because she was she wasn't she a soccer player in uh, oh, high school she, or somewhere? Or, in, in karate, kid she was, I think. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because I think I think our brother is uh was a he tried out for major league or for the uh, for major league soccer a few years ago? Yeah, back in the day. But yeah, we want to start a campaign against called hashtag. No dojo required. We want to have Ralph Macho on the show uh, to do an interview with, talk sports, talk islanders, talk jets, and we'll just have some fun.
0: And for the for people who don't know, Ralph Macho, and we were me and Ryan were talking this about this before the before the show, he actually has a hockey card with the islanders. Um it was a 1992 Pro Set Platinum. They did a celebrity uh, captain um, insert set, and Ralph Macchio represented New York Islanders. And
1: what do we say? Who who was it? It was Yogi Berra. Was the Flyers? Yogi Berra was New Jersey. No, Yogi Berra was New Jersey Devils. Devils. The New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Yep. Joe Buffalo Sabers were Jim. It was Jim Kelly. Uh, let's see. Who else? Chicago Blackhawks. Jim Belushi. Mr. Rogers was the Penguins. Yep, and yep, yep. Larry King, Washington Capitals. John Goodman, St. Louis Blues. Detroit Red Wings. Dave Coulier. cut it out. Cut. <laughs> but Boston Bruins. Michael J. Fox. That's crazy. And John Candy was the uh, celebrity card for the Los Angeles Kings. That was it, it was you look at,
0: but then there were some one
1: offs. There was some in there
0: that were kind of weird, like Susan yeah. St. James was in there,
1: yeah, Hartford for the Hartford Whalers, and and you had this. Uh, let's see, this for the uh, San Jose Sharks, Willie McCovey. That was a that's a weird one off too. Well, Willie McCovey, really Willie McCovey, uh, yeah, San Francisco Giant. Well, they had to pick a Giant because they're in the Bay Area. yeah so. and, and for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not. It, it's it's Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot, this, the folk singer. I, 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 did Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, but on a hockey card. That's just weird. And Marv Albert was the New York Rangers. <laughs> <The> New York <laughs> Rangers card. This was pre-scandal with his, uh the sexual assault thing. But yep. all right, Corey. So I think we're getting close to wrapping it up here. Uh, so visit us on our Twitter account. Our Twitter account is at no creds req, which is basically short for no credentials required. Uh, check out our other podcast at BellyUp.com. I was recently on the last, the previous, this recent episode of What's Up Belly Up with uh, with Mike and Zach. We talked some, we talked some uh, NBA, the social uh, uh, unrest and the protests, and we talked about college football, a little bit of uh, baseball too. So, oh, and we gotta give a shout out, Corey, to. A, sh- a recent uh, Shenandoah High School graduate who pitched in his first major league game last week and got his first major league win. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, Ian Anderson. Yep, Ian Anderson. So this is my second shout-out to him on, on consecutive podcast appearances. But for, all our, for bellyupsports.com, check out our other podcasts, too. We've got some fun things coming down the pike with Belly Up Sports. And check us out. And Corey, before we close up, do you have anything else to add? Are we going to get Elizabeth Shue on the program? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think it should be a fun interview to do with uh, with this uh, we, with with Ralph Maggio too. Yeah. I will not bring up Back to the Future. <laughs> you, <laughs> virtual pinky swear <laughs> because it never. It never happened. It never happened. Oh no. Okay. All right, folks. That's going to wrap it up here on episode four of No Credentials Required. Corey, we've we've doubled our last. We've we've doubled up on our, our our first attempt on doing this podcast. It's it's an achievement, I think. I think I'm gonna have a I'm gonna celebrate wow. with a beer because I'm I'm on I'm on staycation. I'm gonna have a beer after this to celebrate. <laughs> drive for five, Ryan. The drive for five. <laughs> drive for five. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of No Credentials Required. Again, powered up by Belly Up Sports. Please check out all our stuff at BellyUpSports.com. Until next time, we'll see you in the media booth. intro and outro music is on the verge by joseph mcdade check out his music and support him on patreon at patreon.com forward slash joseph mcdade thank you for listening to no credentials required powered by belly up sports and a part of the belly up sports podcast network for more articles and podcasts visit bellyupsports.com